0: Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Subscribe to the podcast and don't miss your weekly dose of Canna of Confidence. And pot puns. Lots and lots of pot puns. And greatest hits like this episode from the Casually Baked Archives. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the Canna Curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's
1: high.
0: Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. Many of you have heard me say that my morning cannabis infused meditation is my most important meeting of the day. And I mean it. I check in with my body, I set my intentions for the day, and I give my creative mind some much-needed breathing room. And later, if my day starts going off the rails, there are two things that can always get me back on track, cannabis and conscious breathing, and a 10-minute power nap. But that's for a whole other podcast. My guests on today's podcast are creating community events around the exploration of cannabis and the breath. They're helping folks like you discover firsthand how a deliberate breathwork practice can help you access calm in the stormiest of shitstorms. storms. Katherine Hahn and Michael Cristoforo are co-founders of Fertile Soil, an experience-based events company based in Brooklyn, New York. They organically expanded their personal practices for larger audiences and encouraged people to explore themselves through cannabis, breath, and empowerment work. So, why don't you settle in with a couple of nice, deep, cleansing breaths? <sighs> it's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the hot dollar kind the
1: west coast smoke
2: but I just take
0: one time. catherine and mike welcome back to oakland yeah. thank you thank we're you excited to be back in the bay area here with you i know and i've been teasing you with this wonderlust, so i will let Ready. you go ahead and spark that all up right, and, and let's get this party break.
2: started i love all the, con- the the contributions today the homegrown weed the glass picked out by your sister we are inviting the spirits to be with us today thank you We'll teach you how to use Hempwick. <laughs> I bought some for myself after I came here.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad. Is it working? Oh, yeah. Do I need to clean that pipe oh. out? You can hand me that Hempwick. I'll blow
2: it out. Is that pulling? Yeah. Just it gotta, always takes just me. You got to put your back into it. I, I know it takes me a moment to get acquainted with a new piece of glass. Sometimes, you know, you're used to your own pipes and bubblers and everyone else's, and it's like, oh, what is this is.
0: Yeah, and it's also a little bit dirty. Mm. I have one of my girlfriends that'll come over, and she's like, you know, the pipe police. She's like, you actually <laughs> let people smuggle? Does she, this she like
2: disgusting. Soak it in alcohol. And well, that's what and, I
0: do, but yeah, I don't probably. do that. But every once in a two or three months you know it's not really my most fun chore to do yeah but here you go there's a little bit shorter if you want to i think you do that some more so i'm really excited it's my birthday weekend
2: yeah Yeah. ladies are ready to (laughs)
0: let down their main hair oh my god yes and it was just perfect timing that y'all were doing another breath day yes at Onsen, and I was just like, oh my God, built-in birthday activity, I'm down. So a couple of my girlfriends are coming to join us this evening, but I thought it would be really fun for us to have a get-baked-and-breathe kind of pre-party.
1: I like those parties. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Mike is a mindfulness coach and a certified Wim Hof Method instructor. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is?
1: I guess I'll start with the Wim Hof Method. Um, it's, a you know, it's breath work and cold submersion essentially that helps access your body's autonomic nervous system, which is, um, believed to be something that we couldn't access willingly. So, uh, when was the first guy that actually went to science and to the universities to test, you know, what was going on in terms of, uh, the physiological effect that you can have and all the tests were just out of this world, like that shouldn't happen. Yeah. So it kind of got me on the uh, on his tip, like, oh, this guy is one of the people that is bringing like the woo-woo to science, you know, to mm-hmm. to start proving what I think people who practice any kind of meditative thing, whether that be just, you know, sitting in silence or breath work or yoga or going on high, whatever, you know, whatever yeah. kind of meditation you do, it, it's now bringing a lot of the uh, facts, mm-hmm. the scientific facts to um, the public. And I was like, yeah, man, this is my guy. And then I met him and I was like, oh, okay, sweet. You know, I've been doing my mind, meditation, mindfulness work, empowerment work, like whatever for a, a couple decades. And then, uh, it, you know, you go on these journeys where you find mentors and find people. And I was like, oh, that's my dude. Okay. And then I met him and I was like, yep. That's
0: yeah. It. So- he was, I mean, when you watch his documentaries or, you know, the different pieces that have been done on him, he seems like just kind of a crazy mountain yeah. man that's like <laughs> totally out there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, he is. <laughs> I love it. Completely. I'll tell you, the thing that really got me about him was hearing his children talk about him. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, how can you not love this guy? Yeah. You know, uh, anytime you, I like hearing other people, friends of people talk about them. Right. You know, yeah. you gain some kind of, uh, some kind of different understanding.
0: Well, because we all have this narrative of who we are, and we've memorized it, and we can spout it off to anyone at any time. But to hear someone else speak of you, it's they're seeing your truth through their own perspective. And so to see where that falls between someone's personal identity to how their friends and family identify them, that's always a curious thing for me.
1: Yeah, for decades, too. I mean, they would tell stories about... 30, 40 years ago. And it's like, Oh,
0: I love you so much. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. And so your partner in this process is Catherine and Catherine has created a really cool space in Brooklyn where she speaks about her personal journey, um, with cannabis and breath work and mindfulness and, you know, other psychedelics, And she does this through community activations. (laughs) And I love it because, you know, it speaks to my background and the things that I've been doing for years and years. And I tell people all the time, if you want somebody to listen to you, like, create a really unique, authentic space. Yeah. And I think you've done a great job of that.
2: Thank you. And I can't wait to host you in real life in New York. Oh, my God. I know. know, At one of our events. And it's been... It's been really, I think the whole process of exploring cannabis, psychedelics, writing, creating community, it's such an interesting space because a lot of it is unknown. And especially in New York, it's also kind of like, it's, it's not entirely above ground. And and that's also what I love about New York, because then you can create these little microcosms everywhere. Yeah. And, um, My real, my first interest was in food, you know, and that transition to cooking with cannabis, that transition to hosting people with cooking with cannabis, but that transition to like, wait, what do how do we like to spend our time? Like, how does cannabis affect every kind of sensory experience? You know, how does it also help me commune with like my, my higher self? And then, and then it, and then I met Mike and he... When we first met, I was just building, you know, I was building my list, building my community. I met him at a Bon Appetit food event. And I was like, where would people go that want to, you know, like eat good food and smoke weed yeah. <laughs> and come to my events? And I met him there and we had an interesting conversation and I um, I got his information and we had a few exchanges. And the first time we met up and hung out, he was like, hey, do you want to breathe? I, <laughs> I looked and I was like, all right. I think we are I don't no, no thank you, yes and no thank you, and I kind of looked at him peculiarly and I was like, do you believe in past lives? And he's like, I've done past life meditation record <laughs> um past life transgression meditations and I was like, wow, oh, cool and, as he was studying you know, to get his certification as a teacher, I was like his friend smoking weed next to him and being like all right i'm gonna I'm gonna try this shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm gonna breathe with you and at first, it was like um just an interesting physiological experience like in my body, and I was like, "That's so bizarre i've never I've never really kind of felt that way. I don't really know what's happening and then combining you know um what we love to do, which is smoke herb and then breathe and meditate, it was like, oh my God, the kind of like mind, body, spirit journeys that I'm going on now. Like, I mean, I used to only be able to go there with like a kind of a teacher in a controlled space, you know, and then it became a really creative space, you know, Um, especially when you kind of choose the soundtrack and journey you'd like to go on. Maybe you pair the kind of strain for the experience you're looking for and also like Mike, when he guides my meditation, it's there, there are all different types of scenarios of places that we can go in our mind. And I think the powerful and interesting thing about cannabis and meditation and breathwork is that A, it's all um, kind of like from mother nature (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and B, it it helps us access something in ourselves. You know, it's not numbing. It's really kind of like illuminating. It's, yeah. it, they work together in a way that have, for me, unlocked these kind of new pathways in my brain, um, have helped me get immensely more creative in just like my fantasies, my visualizations for my life, being able to project like, I mean, I'm sure you do this all the time. Like you you take time to intentionally visualize yourself in the present, in the future, in the past. And in order to see yourself in the future, it also takes some stepping outside of ego. You know, it takes a some, lot of stepping, a lot outside, of stepping of outside. You're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I cannot deal with my fear and insecurity all the time. You know, yeah. and so so much of what is powerful is that in that space, I can see myself objectively kind of down the line of future. And it's like, oh, well, of course I have to keep writing because I, I see myself, you know, publishing a book. Of course I have to keep speaking because I see myself, you know, all the times where mm-hmm. you're like, getting in the way of your present moment of self, like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this, you know? And that's why it's, I think it's really powerful. So kind of through our our friendship and our exploration of ideas, we started to stumble upon things that were like, this shit is powerful. So many people are dealing with stress, anxiety, like time scarcity. We don't have enough time to do blank, blank, blank. Or like I could just self-limiting thoughts. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
2: think the power of, you know, Cannabis, psilocybin, this breath and meditation is uh, the idea of like, oh, we can create the lives that we'd like to, and it sounds like so kind of like esoteric and basically Once you start right. to experience well, it, you yes. realize that. So let's
0: explore now because that's exactly right. It's like somebody's hearing this, and I mean, I feel you. I in I'm in lockstep <laughs> no, I'm with saying. you, but. Let's help other people like kind of understand how cannabis and breathwork can help us access that calmer nervous system and that elevated state of mind. And so I've kind of broken it down the way we can talk about it today that I think is going to be helpful to somebody who's like completely new to this but talking about first some personal practices mm-hmm. maybe that we can do to get us there those little baby steps mm-hmm. and then the group work mm-hmm. all of a sudden after we're feeling confident and we want to start getting together the power of group work and then lastly to just kind of talk about these new forms of wellness that you know people like us are experimenting with but that are gaining a lot of traction Um, at least in our little bubbles, and we're trying to expand it out. So, you know, if we start with personal practices, what are some things that you would tell a newbie to do when they're first really trying to start this out?
1: Take that. Um, For for me, I I like doing uh, breath work in the morning and then follow it up with some kind of cold submersion, whether that be uh, an actual ice bath or uh, a cold shower. And regulating your your breath, essentially. See, so there's the thing with um, the breath. Like I-, I always I say this in like a lot of my things. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it, but it's th- there's a reason why the ancients or the yogis or the mystics they would call the breath the prana, the the key, the the cheat, like our life force, our energy force. It is the access into our innermost physiology, our our nervous system, like that's, that's immense power. So if you can start your day doing something where you're activating your nervous system, like breath work, and then followed up with a cold shower, very rarely throughout your day, you're going to feel as much stress on yourself as an ice bath. So if you're willingly putting yourself in that position and you calmly breathe through it after, you know, an ex- a little bit of time, like 30 or 40 seconds, you're training your body to deal with stress at a much more efficient level in and in a much better way than normal. So it's like how often are you going to be stressed out as much as you are in an ice bath during your day?
0: Yeah. So we're like shocking the shit out of ourselves first thing in the morning. Right.
1: Completely. (laughs) And then when you deal with other people, like you're more compassionate, you have more patience, you listen better. You know, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a very stoic thing to do. And I think stoicism for one is a, a great practice, but it's like, it just sets the tone for your day.
2: Yeah. I mean, I found that, um, I'm also a public school teacher, so I take the time to do it. Uh, I like I am one of my rituals that I'd like to share is, <laughs> I um I get a little bit high, I get on my bike, and that already puts me on a great frequency for work. Honestly, uh-huh. it's like I know that. Um, I started to reorient the way that I thought about cannabis and helping me get in the right mindset already, you know, to kind of elevate to that space, put me in kind of a joyful, uh, compassionate, calm, present state versus like, oh, I had a bad day and now I need to unwind and do this. You know, a lot of times I think we look at a glass of wine or we look at a joint as something that we do as a reaction to the end of our day to then disassociate from work, disassociate from that relationship or that interaction and unwind. Whereas it's like, you know what? I know how cannabis works with my mind and body. It helps me get on the right frequency for um, communication, for creative thinking, for compassionate feelings. And so when I do that and then I get on my bike and I do something physical and I'm like riding down um, or riding up New York Avenue, marcia it's like and I see all the green lights and the yellow lights and the red lights. You know, I have, an, I have amazing thoughts on the way to work already. And then when I get to work, um... Um, After we have life in the courtyard, which is a little bit of time in nature, um, I sit and I do uh, breath work, a a round of the breath work that Mike described and um, a little bit of meditation. And and I know that in the beginning when everyone's, when one adopts a new habit, it's like, oh God, I know I should do this thing or I'm trying to do this thing. And Mm -hmm. I started to shift my relationship to that too. And part of it was like, I want to do this because it feels good. It actually feels good. (laughs) Like yeah. part of it is like, it feels good in your body. It feels good in my mind. It makes my, um, it helps my kind of subconscious and conscious mind have a conversation. It helps me clear my thoughts. It helps me get ready to be with kids, which takes an immense amount of emotional presence, you know? Yes. And it's like, how many of us in that space when we're with another human are thinking about the next thing that we have to do or the email that just came in or the text message that's going off or whatever. And for me, when I use cannabis and when I also um, breathe and meditate, I put myself in a space where I can just be present and I can access the knowledge that I need to when I'm teaching. I can communicate with kids in a way that's like a bit more creative and present versus like I'm the boss, authority, control, Yeah, and I think more
0: compassionate and kind. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And like it's curious, you know, even when they ask a question that would normally be irritating yes. if you were not high, but it's <laughs> like, well, how curious and cute that they just asked me this question.
2: Of course, and now I'm going to take a moment to like stop and engage versus kind of brush over for the sake of time or pacing. And for me, what I find, I um, innately and practice have very type A scheduling kind of no mind in persona uh yes mike can attest by our google calendar um i'll look in my inbox
1: and there will be like 35 (laughs) like the entire page (laughs) is just filled with invitation 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 google invitation and it's just different notes like it'll be the same thing and then an additional note and then the same thing and then an additional note for different dates and i'm like you scheduled
2: a year and a half you know like yeah i know i I went on the scheduling thing all right (laughs) <laughs> like to get into a flow state with that too, cannabis and breathing helps with that too. Yes, you know. Um, but for my type A mind, I want to get to that. But my for my type A mind, it allows <laughs> me to kind of get, you know, creative and free and kind of curious, and that's helpful because my type A mind can drive me fucking nuts. You know. Yeah, and I can think I, everybody can relate to that.
1: I, you you I, you touched on something that I think is incredibly important beyond like breath work beyond meditation, beyond any of this shit, right? Is when you're less reactive, you have more room to create, Mm, right? And our life is a creation, right? Mm. So when you give yourself that space, there are more opportunities that come where you're like, oh, what do I want? Like, how do I want to react? How do I want to respond? You were talking about the kids when they would do some, you're less reactive. Yeah, You get to ask yourself that question. There's that moment in between your reaction to what was done in the action. That is mindfulness. That's how I, that, you know, that gap. Mm-hmm. And in that gap, you can ask yourself, well, how do I respond? How does my higher self right now mm-hmm. respond? Mm-hmm. You have that ability, yeah. you know, it's, it's less reactive and more creative.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think part of the question um in relation to what you're saying is like, uh who is for me is who is the teacher that I would like to be. And that is kind of wise, patient And in that present moment, it's very easy actually to be irritable, bitchy, controlling, (laughs) mean. Like I have been all of those things, you know? And and I didn't realize how much of that was correlated just to my emotional constancy. It's like, I realized, oh, some days I'm a really great teacher. I'm like really with it. Like I'm, I'm this and this. I'm like fun. I'm creative. And some days I can't stand them and I'm screaming and I'm literally losing my shit. And it's like, And that was like, so in some ways, emotionally irresponsible of me. It was like, I was hungover, I was tired. I had like, um, you know, I was confused in relationships or something, you know, and then I had to be with kids all day. And that's incredibly unfair to them, so, part of it for me is like getting in an intentional mind space where I can have that space to respond instead of react,
0: yeah, and choosing those desired feelings, yes, mm. choosing them,
2: yeah, that's and huge. considering that they're a choice, yes, mm-hmm. and not that we're kind of like controlled by them because you know that I used to have thoughts that were very regular of like, I can't control my feelings, who can like I can't even control my thoughts
1: even like, yeah, with that too, it's like okay, so you're going through something, you have these feelings, right? Well, you don't have to like, you're going to, you're experiencing them. You don't have to attach yourself to them. Like you don't have to be a dick to people because you're in a bad mood. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with that other person. It's like, how do you like, how do you want to respond? You know? So even in those times it's like, well, okay, I'm, I'm having a, a shitty day. Well, how do I want to te- teach? How do I want to teach? How do I want to?
0: Well, and you when know- you come up against that emotion that you don't want to have or that interaction, The breath is your most powerful tool, (laughs) you know, it is like, okay, I'm going to stop and I'm going to breathe through this. And during that time, flipping through that mental Rolodex of, okay, what is going to feel good? What is the response that's going to serve my highest self? And your breath is what gives you that time Mm -hmm. to make that choice. Yeah.
1: There are a lot of military that are instructors, Wim Hof instructors and a close friend of mine, uh, as a marine, and um, he was like, you know, one the first thing that they teach us when you're in battle and all these bond, everything's going off around you is catch your breath. Like that's the first thing, you know. So you think in life, you have a relationship bomb, you have make. a work bomb, you have you know whatever bomb going off all around you. It's like okay, well, catch your breath and let's 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 deal with it.
0: Yeah. All right. So after we've kind of gotten comfortable doing this, and we. We've learned these personal practices. We've figured out when it feels good to do these sorts of things and how. Um, how do you encourage people to start getting together as groups and, you know, and how did how did that start coming together for y'all?
1: It started like as a a roommate thing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, it was, you know, whenever Kathy and I would hang out, it's like, let's let's breathe. Let's, you know, smoke herb and breathe. And then other people, it was one of those things where like you experience it and you just want to share it with people. Mm -hmm. And those that are like, yeah, I dig this. Let's, let's give it a shot. It's just a, it's a profound experience. So then they tell other people and soon enough we had like 10 in my apartment and then it just grew to where- And then
2: I was like, do you think that you want to do something with me? Like, (laughs) then it was like, do you want to do something in like a thinking of a blue dream event? Like- And I was like, I want you to come see my space, you know? And so um, I think that for us, we've kind of gotten creative with like, okay, friend circle, community, health, wellness, cannabis. And um, I think something that's cool about being in a group together is that you can get to this collective frequency sort of together. Mm -hmm. And, and, And part of having a teacher is like you have someone to go on a journey with and a lot of times people say like i'm try i've tried meditation i'm not very good at it. <laughs> like most people I usually said say that last night. everybody says that and i just look at them in the eyes and i'm like do you have a teacher have you ever tried to learn with someone like because i wouldn't have done this shit by myself <laughs> like yeah. i've tried and i just kind of sit there and i i wander off and so for me knowing myself being in a group setting and or being with a teacher provides me some structure to like then learn, ask questions, allow myself to feel like weird and vulnerable and not just stop myself, but then like engage with other people, you know? And I think that's the kind of powerful part about community and people that we've talked to who have practiced the breath work on their own, like through videos and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, I've tried it. It's pretty cool. But they're like, but when we were in the group, like I went so much further and when mike's taught in a group i've observed the group and it's really it can be really intense like just like kind of the emotional things that come up um for for oneself the physical things that come up and people allowing themselves to give that share that space. It's, it's really vulnerable. And I think that it also like provides like these really kind of deep and meaningful interactions. It's like the people we meet in this space, it's like quite intimate. It's like, we've got on a deep sea dive together and you don't do that every day. We have so many superficial conversations. We have so many role-playing conversations where we're just kind of like talking about like our ego ecstatic self. So like the breathwork really opens people up and all of a sudden they're like, Oh my God, I went to this place and it's like you kinda get to hold people and they get to hold you.
1: I'm thinking of Westport. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had we did this event in Westport and uh shout out to Jonathan Greenfield. he's uh he's just an awesome guy. Who um,
2: will be so happy to hear this. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I love him so dearly. Um he's starting this uh group AL- Breathe for ALS. So okay. he, he you know, he has ALS and the Wim Hof method has just been like profound and his life and experience and he's just a wonderful human being anyway so he organized this event in westport for us so we went there and uh at one point maybe halfway through doing the breathing we you know i I like to breathe for like 30 35 minutes and then have a 15 minute meditation and i look over at kathy who's like helping you know we're like and she's bawling crying and i was like oh fuck i was like what is going you know because i'm looking around some people are like and I was like, try and give her a thumbs up, like get her attention. And I was like, you okay. And she's like, me, me, me. you know, so I walk over and I was like, you're right. And she's like, I'm just feeling this guy's energy so much. And the guy on the ground was bawling, crying, like going through this deep, profound experience. it was one of those things, you know, that just the empathy that's gained there because you have this kind of shared intention when you go into a group setting like that. It was, it, It's just, you, you're, you're channeled, you know, you feel people's energy and I look over and I was like, oh no, what's happening? Like, what is going on? And she's just like such a sweetheart being there, being like, no, I'm just feeling his energy. Well, and and true,
0: you literally were sitting in his energy. Yeah. Because our energy extends out beyond our bodies. Yeah. And so you were full on. Yes. That's crazy. (laughs) It's great. It's great. But you know, I, my sister is ultra sensitive like that. But you know, a lot of times if we go somewhere, we're in a family setting and say someone's just passed away or, you know, somebody's in a terrible place you can just feel like shit walking mm. into the room, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like you know you can try to help lift, you know lift other people's energy and vibration, but sometimes you just got to bounce,
2: yeah, Sometimes you, know? you just mm-hmm. have to protect your own mm-hmm. yeah,
0: but one of the things that you said, I'd like to actually dive a little deeper in, and it might actually just take us on to into this new form of wellness piece, but You said this guy is using the Wim Hof method Mm -hmm. um, to aid in his ALS treatment. Mm -hmm. So what are some of these different things that Wim Hof method is good for besides- It's amazing
1: for autoimmune diseases. Awesome. Because I mean, essentially it's your body, the the chemistry is out of whack, you know, and it starts attacking itself or um, it it just doesn't work in the- way that it's supposed to you know uh so it's i hesitate to say but it's like a reset button mm-hmm. you know it lets your body uh operate the way it's supposed to lets your cells communicate more efficiently more directly um and oftentimes what we're seeing is that the aiding is just that much better mm-hmm. you know people's pain is alleviated um inflammation is down i mean 80 percent of mental and physical disease is inflammation yeah, You know, so you start getting rid of inflammation or you start being able to control it. And then y- you open up doorways to all these other processes that happen within your body. Um, and then, of
0: course, pairing that with cannabis, because cannabis does the same thing, you know, our well,
1: endocannabinoid I was system. Just, yeah, thank yeah. you. Go ahead. <laughs> yes,
2: that's exactly what we're exploring. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible to kind of um, think about. Uh, you know, one of our systems, which is just in charge of homeostasis, you know, Mm -hmm. our endocannabinoid system. And it's so interesting because when I was watching him give a presentation with like the Wim Hof method method and a video they were showing about releasing our own endogenous endogenous cannabinoids through the breath work. Mm -hmm. So like basically making ourselves feel good through the Mm -hmm. breath work, um, and releasing those feel good feelings in our system, um, and cannabis doing the same. So for me, it's like the one plus one equals like five (laughs) (laughs) when I pair them together, because it's like a, it's like double dose of feeling good. And it's, uh, like what you said about cells communicating more efficiently. It's interesting, you know, the more that I've practiced, it's like, um, in many ways, I feel like I do less, like in terms of physical activity and mm-hmm. thinking about my nutrition, but I feel like all of my systems do more. Like they work more efficiently, like my digestive system, my respiratory system, my nervous system. So it's just kind of like, oh, I just feel calmer. So everything works better. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like, and I think that anyone kind of thinking about it that way, it's like, how, how would I operate if I were in a calm state? Mm-hmm. And I think that breathing can do that. I think that cannabis can do that. I wanted to go back to um, also. Uh, I think we were talking about diseases, but mm-hmm. uh, recently Mike's been working with some people with um, Lyme's disease, and um, it's been really powerful to kind of hear about their experience in that space.
1: Yeah, Lyme, lupus. I mean, auto and autoimmune diseases in general. But yeah, it's you know we have a uh, we have an influx of Lyme's disease going on right now. Uh, for, I, I, for whatever reason
0: just in know. the country I mean I'm
1: it seems to be yeah uh, um the northeast in particular I don't know about the southwest but i'm a I'm assuming any places where there's like extensive
0: heavily wooded areas yeah
1: big time um but yeah and anyway uh it, it's just it's it's been really interesting because it's like the joints especially they, they just get so painful mm-hmm. on people and you just you see it in their face you know uh so going through you know, breath sessions and and everything. It's just it's it's really nice just to be able to provide a, a tool for people to alleviate pain and to you know get them on.
0: Uh, yeah, and it might it, it makes sense <laughs> too, because you know if you're if you are creating an andamide, the bliss molecule through the breath work and then you're consuming cannabis and you're getting. That same receptor is being filled by, you know, a phytocannabinoid, the THC and the CBD, then I mean, I guess that question is, you know, are they stacking on top of each other? Are they, is it, you know, 2X the power? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, what does that look like? So that is an interesting experiment.
2: Yeah, it is. And I guess I, and I, I like the way that you said it, it is an interesting experiment. So it is one of those things where it's like, I tell people if, if you are interested in cannabis and if you are interested in breath and meditation, inherently, I hope that you are also interested in exploring yourself, you Mm -hmm. know, because there's going to be, there's so many different ways to partake uh, cannabis now. So many different doses, different strains. We all have different digestive systems. We have different brains. We have different ethnic compositions. We're all very unique. So part of my experience that I'm telling you might be different than what you're going to experience. But part of what's cool is that you can experiment on yourself (laughs) and you can isolate your own variables. And also what's cool about experimenting on yourself is exploring your mind in new ways. A lot of times, sometimes people are afraid of what's in there and it's like, Mm. let's find out what's in there and we can find some tools and some pathways. And these are a few of them. Um, And also, like what you said earlier about kind of choosing intentional experiences. It's like, I know that I like to feel euphoric. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I like to laugh. <laughs> I know that I like to be creative. I know that I liked for time to feel expansive. I know I like these things. I have other conditioned voices in my mind that are kind of like, um, about cannabis or about um, some of my practices that are like, you know, more judgmental. And I'm kind of like, I l- I listen to those voices and I'm like, But every time I do it, I feel good. So why would I not do it? And I'm highly responsible and highly functioning. That's the thing. It's like, if I thought that any of my activities impaired my relationships, my work, my um, creativity, I would not want that in my life. I just keep adding more things that are enhancing it. And I'm realizing that these are power tools that like, kind of can like blast through and kind of expedite the process. I'm like, man, I've been on the path for a long time, but recently I got a turbo boost.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. And when you talk about having all these different voices, these judgmental voices in your head, I was listening to a podcast and a woman was talking about how she Gave them all personalities and Mm, names, and she just would talk to them like, you know, calm down, Bessie, like you are not in charge today. You know, I like
2: that. (laughs) I call them. I told Mike, I'm like, sorry, Mike, I got a lot of women in here. I was like, I got Lady Boss, and she's really growing. She's like my Leo rising, (laughs) and then (laughs) that one's Joe Pro. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) My Cancer Sun and Moon. It's my little girl who was always like. (laughs) just so sensitive <laughs> and then there's like my insecure angsty teenager and i'm like shut the fuck up you are so
0: insecure right you are annoying me there have so, been
1: a couple times when I, I love this when you know we'll be in a car or whatever driving somewhere and i'll be like you're right and she's like yeah just my little girl's driving right now and i need to tell her to get in the back seat because boss lady has to drive the car <laughs> I'm like, well, i was like i mean do what you do
0: <laughs> i'll just sit here quietly <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about what we have in store this evening for our, um, our breath day at the spa. I mean, I know, I know I've got to do it once before. Did y'all, are we mixing it up at all? What's happening?
2: I think we're going to, so we are going to be going to Onsen for those of you who have not been there. It's in San Francisco um, on 466 Eddie street. It's a beautiful Japanese restaurant that also has a steam room, um, sauna and kind of like a hot tub, hot pool, and cold mm-hmm. plunge. And I know
0: that sounds fucking crazy that we're going to a restaurant that has these things. <laughs> yes, it's in you, the back, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you go, you literally will walk into a restaurant and just keep walking, keep walk walking, to the back yes. of the restaurant, and it will reveal to you a beautiful modern Japanese. I do get how that's okay.
1: super <laughs> funny. Like you just think people are eating dinner around you, and, and you're just like doing in a, a cold plunge too.
2: or. Like-
0: yeah, so, so you're the, like, where am I the going? Mission, right?
2: the no, it's first not in the mission. It's Tenderloin. No, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah you walk by some really actually. sketchy shit to get the there, but time, when you do, it is amazing.
1: The first time, I was like, where are we right now? Like,
2: I know he's so, He's like, where did you plan our event? I, like, <laughs> you, you get there's this, like, it's so
1: beautiful and picturesque. So you're looking at this distance, right, where mountains and everything's so beautiful. Comes and then the you just come closer and closer, and just like, oh my god, oh my god oh my god like, like, where? are there needles on the
0: floor oh yeah like, it, on any hyper- street bow Bo yeah. needles <laughs> yeah.
1: a lot of them a lot of my friends go barefoot you know and I was just thinking of the Not whole time today, and I was like where the but- fuck are we and then these beautiful doors with these huge like I don't know brass handles are there and you open up this door and it's like this oasis and it is a little oasis i mean it's an
0: adventure it's an adventure yeah
2: and (laughs) and the the spa space is is an oasis and um it's beautiful it's beautiful and so we will all you know change into our robes and um lie down and talk about um we're gonna go on a little bit of a mind body spirit adventure with mike (laughs) that's how i like to describe it to people um And I think we're particularly going to share a lot of actually the concepts that we're sharing today, which is like the intersection between, um, cannabis and the breath, that kind of exploration, like an event diagram of plant medicine, breath and our bodies and accessing just like accessing ourselves for optimal living and abundant health. Um, and so Mike will take us on a journey and then we'll. We'll relax in the.
0: May I be the first person that does the cold plunge this time, though? Yeah, because last time I was one of the last ones. And by that point, the anticipation. (laughs) Well, and you've, you know, you've, the bliss of the breath work is like almost worn off and it's just like a stark (laughs) cold shower. And I'm like, fuck. And I was like shaking like a crazy person. So that's the other thing. I've been in Texas for the last month. The cold water there is not cold. Yeah. And so when I got back here and was, ta- you know, taking my cold shower at the end of my regular shower, it was shocking. So I am actually a little bit nervous about today. So I'm like, I need to go first. It's my birthday. So I want my first <laughs> shower. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Isn't that
1: funny, though, how you can just like look at something cold and you become cold? Yeah. Like what kind of power... What yeah. more do we have that we can, you know what I mean? Oh, Just when we're standing I uh, still me, what, like, uh, and I've done hundreds of, when we're standing in front of an ice bath and I know I'm getting in, there's always this little feeling that's like, oh, I'm cold right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, well, why? It's 80 Our degrees outside. Our mind is a
0: powerful, it's powerful thing. So
2: like the fear starts to kind of like <laughs> um, like rumble around in your belly. Like, I want to do this. Yes, yes, sir, I want to do this. Um, so just to go back, so we'll we'll be in that space, and then uh, and then we'll transition to dinner. Um, and they have a, a beautiful um, prefix meal with very like local seasonal ingredients, and it's a delight. And then uh, tomorrow we have an event at CrossFit Nevada, which is um, and we're doing a Wim Hof fundamentals. So there's more like with the science, and also a lot of Q and A, and um, an ice bath. Nice. Um and then on Tuesday night we're gonna be at Pinterest and we're doing it at, like a wellness event there. Um so also you do some, some corporate gigs too. That That's is good. Part yeah. of our
1: journey, so yes. yeah, A big yeah. part of what we want is to get into that space okay. to just spread different well, tools. Let me
0: tell people it is fertile mm-hmm. is um Catherine and Mike's website. So if you are interested in maybe
2: doing some sort of a group event. It seems like they travel all over the country. Please reach out and contact us there. And, you know, I think that part of what we realize, I mean, we're – exploring and talking about all of the benefits in our daily lives, but also thinking about in a work setting, you know, work Mm -hmm. is such a trigger for our stress. And part of it is the communication with our colleagues, uh, our relationship with technology, feeling inundated with communication, uh, making a lot of assumptions about where people are coming from in their communication. Um, And so by incorporating some of these practices into like our kind of daily work life, for me, I've seen such a tremendous benefit in my daily work and presence and just my happiness. I don't feel like I'm rushing to the end of the day. It's like, this is where I am. And I love my work because I created it the way I wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that powerful message. So part of, I think that we see a huge potential for, um, For creating, I don't know, healthier, happier work environments, for creating more compassionate, direct, clear communication, to be more creative and collaborative and fun and problem solving versus kind of like assuming the worst in people. Instead of
0: being that wet blanket in the office. Totally.
1: It seems too that like (laughs) for, if I were running a company, I would want people more empowered, you know, and give them what they, what they need so they can perform Better, like with the, especially with this, you you become more innovative, you become more creative, you become more communicative.
2: become more playful.
1: Yeah, big time. I think that's a huge part of, yeah, the parasympathetic system that you get into, you know, your nervous system state where you are more playful, you are more apt to learn, where um, you heal, you know, that's really important to access. And especially in the corporate world that we're seeing, it's like, no one turns off, you know what I mean? Even just looking at your phone, we were talking before the reactive versus the creative state of mind, even just looking at your phone you're still reactive yeah you know very rarely do we turn that off and that's so important because yeah. when you're when you're in a reactive state of mind your inflammation is up this is where we talk about like bringing the woo woo down to whatever like your your nervous system tells your body how to respond you know so if you're in a nervous state of mind if you're in a a, a fight or flight state of mind your inflammation is always up and just staring at your phone promotes that. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, how, like what tools can we give? So people turn off when the day's over to come back to the day, the next that much stronger, that much more ready to, to whatever, be creative, be studious, be yeah. whatever you need. You know? I
0: love that. And, you know, for someone like me, who's an entrepreneur, who you have no choice, but to work seven days a week. Yeah. So it's important that you enjoy the work and that you find the joy and the playfulness and all of these activities and, and then you catch yourself in those moments. So mm-hmm. like last night, I was still working at 930 because I wanted to be able to play this weekend. Now, I'm recording a, a show on a Saturday morning, but I'm enjoying this. This is, right. I, you're my friends, you're here, <laughs> right. we're going to have <laughs> so fun today. Great. So, you know, it's like catching myself in that moment at 945 PM where I am officially done with work, but I instinctively picked up my phone and looked at my email. And I said, Joanna, you are the only human in Oakland, California right now, looking at your work email. It is Saturday or it's Friday night. People are out enjoying themselves or enjoying their partners, like get a fucking life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do fall into those things. We've gone through that too. Uh, like maybe a couple months ago. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. maybe a little longer than that, but we had been gas pedaled to the floor for like months and didn't realize it. And then we were like, man, we're burnt. And it's like, Oh yeah, we haven't had a break in in months. Yeah. And you know, the you just, entrepreneurial thing.
2: But you realize you make yourself a little angsty. And I have to remind myself, I'm like, this is the life that I'm choosing. And the life <laughs> that I'm choosing, I want to be full of joy. And I want it to yeah. also honor and emanate what we're sharing with people, which yeah. is balance, which is wellness. And um I think that I often you know, when I even just like, you know, hosting these events here, it's, it's a lot of coordination. It's a lot of promotion. It's a lot of, and part of, I have to remind myself is like, Hey, this is just like all part of the process and Mm -hmm. the journey. However, it turns out Mm -hmm. like we're, this is like, we're just proof of concept, learning systems, learning people that we want to build relationships with. And part of that is just like a Mm -hmm. perspective shift. And Mm -hmm. that perspective shift is generally more readily available to me when I'm using my tools. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally.
0: And I think that's actually a good point. Using your tools. So when you do find yourself in that moment like you know I speak out loud to myself and you know it's kind of like a verbal shake the shit out of myself mm-hmm. kind of a thing but also using that as a trigger to stop and take a few breaths and to you know kind of center yourself again and um choose one of these oh, um I had brotherly love in the studio a couple of days ago I love that. They left behind a couple of. of oh, horchata.
2: What do we have? Very, uh, we funky
1: have funky lemon donut. Oh, funky, funky lemon donut. <laughs>
2: funky. With,
0: <laughs>
1: Are you think P, funky? A lemon. A They're from
2: Philadelphia. A funky <laughs> with the <a> pH. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, that. I love that. You know, it's funny that's because funny. on Wednesday I had a pretty, had like a pretty intense day with my family. I've I yeah. also, yeah. I uh, definitely some deep sea dives. Part of my process of, I guess, transformation and also like stepping into other spaces, business spaces, entrepreneurial spaces where you're just growing a lot, like a lot of evolution pretty regularly. I've reoriented a lot of my relationships and just the way that I spend my time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And now that also includes, you know, my family, you know, like my relationships with my family, the way that we communicate with one another. And, uh, I had such an intense day with them and, and, and my husband Ramon was being really supportive and awesome, and sweet, and I was, like, ready to get real bratty when I realized that I had (laughs) I slash I believed he forgot something at my cousin's house, and I was listening to how I wanted to act, like, like, um, kind of bratty, and I was listening to what he was doing and saying, which was, like, incredibly generous, incredibly present, and sweet, and I was, like, "Mm, my soon-to-be behavior is not going to align with, like, the actual gratitude that I feel for my partner, and, after another of me like shrugging off, I was like, um, I'm going to go outside and breathe now. <laughs> and I was so grateful the next day that I had removed myself, you know what I mean? And that I took that time for myself to do that. And then to go to bed because part of who I'd like to be as a partner is someone who, um, is grateful when very big gestures have been, you know, made and presence is there and, and not like, petty and reactive. And I would have been petty and reactive after he had been through like purgatory with my family that day. And that's so unfair. That's so unfair. And so again, talking about like our tools, you know, like I was so grateful that that on Wednesday evening, I literally said to Ramon, I looked at him, I was like, I'm going to go outside and breathe. (laughs) Good night. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Versus. You're like, thank you. And you're welcome. (laughs) I don't necessarily <clears throat> have to have those conversations with anyone else because I get to live alone. <laughs> I mean, at some point, I'll I know, want, maybe I'll want same, to live like, with someone, but yeah. like, I really appreciate my space. And I it's so important, especially if that. you are in some sort of a business where you are a communicator or you're speaking a lot. I'm just like, I had a boss once when I worked in radio and he told me that women have more words to expend in a day than men. And when men run out of words, they're just out of words. They don't have anything else to say that day. And he's like, in women, he's like, he's like, so my wife, I get home and I'm out of words and she's not. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. I just think that's funny. I'm like, yeah, women have way more
2: words to use up in a day than men. (laughs) I have realized a creative life does require. Oh, yeah.
0: Claire.
1: Would you like
2: some? A lot more time <laughs> inward.
1: Claire, Thank you for Claire the pass wonderful?
2: Wonderlust or Wanderlust? Wanderlust. Well, Wonderlust. you, you it was wonderful.
1: grew. What, what is this one? Is this? I think it's
2: wander. Wander, Wanderlust. Yes. W-A-N. Wander. Wanderlust. Wanderlust. Yeah. Ah. Wanderlust.
1: But you grew this, yeah? That's wonderful. I
2: love it. It was lovely. It is lovely. You, you can take, you yeah. know, you feel it yeah. feels good. Yeah, good. tastes
0: good. Feels good. Tastes yeah, good. Feels right good. On. It looked good too. Put a lot yeah. of love in there. Yeah. yeah. Here's, nice. Thank you. Here's what's left of it. I I hoard the last flower of all of the strains that I have. Okay. That way, I always have options. Oh, I love okay. that. Yeah. And you have like
2: good labeling. It's it's very clear. Joe wrote that. Thank you. <laughs> it's clear. It's really clear. Joe wrote. That. I have this like big at home. I have this like big. Copper lined bag where I keep my weed, <laughs> like it's like this, because apparently copper is, has antimicrobial properties, so like it prevents things like powdery mildew or like whatever you know, like that can happen to your weed. Okay, hot
0: tip, hot yeah.
2: tip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got this at this can a can gather high and why event. This I was sitting next to these guys and he really wanted me to take his bag, so I did, and that's where I store my weed and it keeps it fresh and moist. um That's the the weed bag when you were dog sitting for Bella. I was like, "Hey, did you see the flower?" (laughs) Seems
1: great. Sure did. Yeah, great. (laughs) Any herb manufacturers out there? Metal bags,
2: copper lined, antimicrobial. I mean, think about antimicrobial too. So is it so it's not soft
0: sided? I mean, it's
2: like a case instead of a bag. It's like a it's like a bag. It's like a zip bag. Okay, it's flexible. All right, And it's lined with um copper lining. What brand is it? Gosh, I wish I could articulate that. And I wish, and I'm sure they well, wish I would too. when you
0: get home, <laughs> just yeah. send me
2: an email. Okay, great. Yeah, so we can include that.
0: Right Odd. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today and for smoking in the morning. I mean, I love smoking uh, on a Saturday too. morning, drinking coffee. Uh, Normally I listening to some big band music or something.
1: You just, I mean, you just said it. <laughs> you literally,
2: you I mean, that's just what we've been doing. We're always talking
1: about how we love coffee and meat in the morning. Can I, so I've recently like... My parents are old school, uh, but my brother and I have certainly destigmatized them to some degree with her. But my dad is a jazz man. Like he grew up in the, um, do you hear this? Mm -hmm. He, you know, um, playing with like big bands with like Dizzy Gillespie and like Count Basie, you know, but grandfather Count Basie and stuff like that. And I used to get super baked without him knowing and just sit down and chill and have coffee with them normally. And now that I'm like, I don't give a fuck really, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. like to be able to do that. But that's my, that's like, you just mentioned my oh, yeah. dream.
2: Listen, yeah. I mean, I didn't realize how much cannabis would <clears throat> bring together. I mean, my dad, I didn't mm-hmm. know, like when I was a kid, he was smoking weed all the time, you know, cause I was like so gullible that like, if adult told me, no. I don't smoke and I opened the drawer and found like a pipe and it smelled like smoke. And someone said, no, I don't smoke. I was like, okay, you don't smoke despite the evidence in front of me. I was not like a keen motherfucker kid. <laughs> like I was like, okay. Well, that's and, hilarious." And so my whole life, you know, my dad smoked cigarettes. My dad smoked weed. And now mainly smokes weed. But you know, I remember the day that I smoked weed in front of my mom and my dad, uh, my mom picked me up from the airport in Las Vegas, and they live in Henderson, Nevada. My dad smokes weed in the back, and he packs a beer. <laughs> and he's always like, "What are they gonna do? Arrest the eighty-five-year-old man?" You're like, "Yes, actually, yes. that's exactly what. Yeah, going that's to actually do. what they might do." And I remember <laughs> he lit up his pipe in the back, and I finally turned around, and I was like, "All right, give it here." And he was like, "Oh, okay." And he was like quite delighted that his daughter would partake. And my mom looks at me, and she's like. Oh, is this your first time? <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, that is no epic. mom, it's not my first time. <laughs> I love her. Oh my God. One time, when my brother was like 16, there was a huge pink bong in the back of the Jeep. And my mom opens the Jeep and she's like, uh, Kathy? Kathy? <laughs> she calls you <me> <laughs> and she's like, what? I, what is? And she says, I found your brother's your brother's friend's lantern. <laughs> <laughs> and I called my brother. I don't know. If, I don't think we had text messages. So I must have called him or told him, dude, Brian, your your mo- mom found your friend's bong, but she thinks it's a lantern. <laughs> <laughs> so from that day on, it, that's what they called it. Was the pink lantern. Pink I love lantern. it. <laughs> um,
0: We were driving to my grandmother's funeral. And it was my oldest sister driving her husband in the front seat with her. And then me and my other sister and her wife in the back seat. And we're in the back seat of my grandfather's car. So it's like, I don't know if this, at this point, if it was a Lincoln, you know, the, he was a Colonel in the air force. So picture the wooden steering wheel Mm. and the leather, white leather seat, grayish white leather (laughs) seats, that you just, like, slide all over the place. Well, we're going from the funeral to the graveside, and I light up a joint. And yeah. we, we start smoking in the back seat. And my sister was like, you are disrespectful. <laughs> like, this is illegal. You're like, I'm actually respecting She <laughs> was like, you sisters. are in our graveyard's car, and her husband's just laughing. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, like... <laughs> I need this right now. It doesn't fucking matter. So yeah, I mean, it's like smoking in the car. It's illegal, but you know, you you we make we all make our own we decisions. We're all on our own journey.
1: And, you know, that's right. You get a pass on that day.
0: You know, there are certain rules in life that I am like. I will first certain and always follow these rules. Yeah. But then there's some there I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I think that part of it is uh, there's rules and there's also being smart and intuitive about certain things. Of course. And I will Highly say, responsible exactly, behavior. Exactly. And so I I got a speeding ticket on Monday, driving up the 101 from Long Beach to um, Monterey, then the Bay Area. And, and I regularly vape in the car. And for me- I'll be honest, when I'm driving high, I'm actually in some ways like a little more um, sensory aware than when I'm not because yes. I'll. it's more likely that I'm like going slower. I'm like waiting a longer time at the red light. I'm not running through it, you know? But... Anyway, we were driving, got into a flow state, didn't realize I was going fast, and then whoop whoop I was like, eh, motherfucker. <laughs> and I say to remote and, and I was grateful because I was really fucking calm. Like I was very calm. And Mike and I had an incident about six months ago where I was not calm and we had herb in the car too. And I didn't have my lights on. But that's a, we have to tell that yeah. after, yeah. that story's hilarious. In this scenario, <laughs> in this scenario, I was like, I was definitely speeding. It didn't feel dangerous, but I, I was speeding and now I've been caught. And I'm also a school teacher. So I do have a train of thinking when it comes to consequences. It's kind of like, okay, well, I, I did do something. I, I'm not going to be dishonest. I don't weasel my way out of things. I do ask for things, but I don't weasel. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm just ready to speak my truth. And so, when the officer, I was like Ramon, I need you to put the vape somewhere and make sure the edibles are discreet. Make sure they are covered. And so, Good tips. Yes, roll yeah. down the window. Vape fortunately doesn't smell. Yeah. Um. And the officer asked for my identification and registration. We have a rental car. My license had expired. Thankfully, I had my temporary one printed. Um, thankfully, all the rental agreements were there and, um, you know, gave them to the cop. And he's like, are you in a rush? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just on a road trip. <laughs> I'm just being honest. We're and here from New really York. it's really fun to drive on that it road. Is, it, it, is it is. so is. fun to drive on that road. Nothing else to say other than I felt like I was going with the flow traffic. And, you know, and then he said, how fast did you think you were going? I was like, I don't know, 80, 80 miles an hour. And he's like, well, clocked you at 96. And I I said, okay, well. You're like, wow, that's awesome. (laughs) At this point, and, you know, my former, my earlier self might have been real anxious, like uh, literally shaking, um, being very insecure, projecting this kind of like, oh, fuck, I broke the rules. And all I could say was like, yep. I was going that fast, and I still feel safe, and um, I feel completely in control. Um, Here I am. Okay, I'm not. I'm not pregnant. I'm not sick. I'm not. No one's (laughs) dying. I don't know. I'm not. I don't lie. I can't lie. So sorry. (laughs) I'm like, ow! You just blasted my ears. Very loud. (laughs) For anyone who knows me, they know that really loud. It can get the whole school's attention. We have. Yeah, we have.
1: We have a, a like. Uh, a gesture. Yeah.
2: Like, Mike it, has a gesture for when I get it, too loud. Yeah. It's, he, he puts his hand on my arm and it's like, that's the little. And then that I know that how to you, lower my you've volume. You've reached your volume <laughs> max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that being said, so um, you got the ticket. I got the and... ticket. He cited me at 75, which was uh, which generous. Which saved you some Which saved money, me dollars. For sure. And then someone told me about Ticket Assassin. Do you know what that is? No. I haven't used it yet, but apparently it helps you contest a ticket by mail. And apparently there's a law in California that um, you can state that you're going with a flow of traffic. And as long as there's no construction and rain, by me going 75, that's actually me following the law. So wish me luck. (laughs) Yeah. Boom. (laughs) Ticket assassin.
1: I want to add something to that, though. Didn't you? You're talking about you can't lie or whatever, and you just asked me this. You asked for a warning, didn't you?
2: No, I wish I had asked for a warning. That's the tip I got yesterday. Uh, Ozzy said to me, just ask for a warning. I was like, damn, good tip, girl. I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I will accept this as a warning. Thank you so much. Good way to project. I love that. You're great at that. Yeah. Well, now good times.
1: So the story before, we have to go back and reference that because we brought it up.
2: We I don't. Even, I don't remember Berkshires. it all that much.
1: I do remember this. Like we were talking before, we, and Kathy was driving. and I was like, "Listen, can you?" This
2: was our first road trip together. Yeah, it was to the Berkshires to look at a space that we're um, hosting a retreat in, and we were doing some research and information gathering in the winter.
1: So we're going up there. Great. Like, I think we had 90s jams on or something, you know, windows down, that kind of thing. The usual. Totally. Yeah. And I was like, can you just, can you, we not speed? Like, I get annoyed because Herb's in the car. I've been pulled over several times with Herb in the car. She's like, oh, really? I've never been pulled over. Like, and you look like I was, you grow
0: shit. I mean, I,
1: look, look I, I'm fully aware of my appearance. That's why we were talking before about the hugs. Like, I, I look like a Sasquatch. Like, people, in st- they're like, you definitely grow, smoke, all of it. And I, I can't deny it. So, uh, I was telling our story. I've been c- pulled over in uh Cobb County, Georgia. This is, I don't know, for all it's those called Cobb County, all those wrestling fans out there, that's where the big boss man was supposedly from. So, we get pulled over driving from Florida to Massachusetts in Cobb County, like the middle of nowhere, right? So, I'm with my buddy,
0: obviously.
1: Sure enough, like, we get arrested. And, We have to go back to court there to like go in front of the judge. So we're dressed up in suits, like super nervous and stuff. And the people in there, the guy that went before us to the judge, got pulled over and the cop or the judge was reading the stuff and he kept saying, you know, really, I just want to go back to my daughter. Like I have a one-year-old daughter at home. I just want to go back to her. And the judge is like, well, you were pulled over for uh, drunk driving with uh Coke in the car. Um, you had like there were needles and like empty beer, like a lot of this stuff. Like maybe you need to get straight before you go back to your daughter. Oh, and I also see there was marijuana in the car. Right. And then, you know, he reads the whole thing and he was like, well, that's not technically true. And she's like, excuse me? And he was like, the marijuana wasn't mine. And out of all these things. So the, <laughs> the whole courtroom started laughing, like not being a fool. Full- and then my buddy and I go up to present to the judge. And it's like, yeah, we're, there was marijuana in the car. We weren't smoking. It was under the driver or the passenger seat, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. Both of you just go, like done, dismissed." And we are like, okay, sweet. So I was telling her yes. the story.
2: And then sure enough, like. And I want to say that as he was telling the story, I was like. This is terrifying. I was like, This makes me feel so scared. And you're driving? And I'm driving and smoking herb in the car. And smoking a fire in the car. And then we're like on a freeway and all of a sudden, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, fuck. Y'all manifested that. Totally. We we yes, was talking, we did, yeah. yes, we did, Joe. Yes, we did. I knew it as it was happening. And Mike was like, well, maybe. Well, maybe I was like, no, we manifested that shit. <laughs> I was feeling those feelings so deeply. I was on the frequency of manifesting it. I know it. So I was like. And so we have Irv in the car. And he's like, Well, what do you want me to do with it? I was like, <laughs> I was like put it in your pants or something. It's <laughs> like, I don't know what you did last time from your
1: We know what to do. You know, you <laughs> you tuck it.
2: So, so so and so I rolled out was, the window and he's like, ma'am, pull over. And I'm like, oh, so nervous. So nervous. <laughs> and so I kind of pulled over and he's like, no, pull we had to pull over, we exited. And he asked for my information. And he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, no, we weren't speeding. I mean, I knew for a fucking fact. We were like going under the speed limit. Mike had just told this story. I was like, we are not trying to draw any attention. And he looks at me. He's like, like, your lights are off.
1: <laughs> like, you weren't speeding. Your lights aren't on. And Kathy's like,
2: oh, my God, this is a rental!" car
1: And the guy reaches like, in the window and goes, pop, and just pulls the lights on. and goes, there you go.
2: That's we thing. Like, what like, time it was, it? It was probably,
1: i don't know it was i don't
2: know eight o'clock yeah. it was dark it was winter i mean it was northeast winter so it was like seven eight yeah. i don't know eight it was, I mean, I was it like, was dark i was, I was after, like, after catering a gig in long island this we guy just up. looked but people at us. do that
0: all the time and I, that is the number one reason i think people get in trouble so I no keep my lights. lights on auto all the time. Yeah. I don't have to remember that shit. Yeah. See, with the rental, I don't we always have different cars. <laughs> but so, a fucking Honda just- dealership, every time I take my car in, they turn it off. Oh. And so then I you always sure have reset. a moment where I'm yeah, driving and, at dusk and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. My lights are not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, y'all, so fun hanging out. Thank I you thank um, you. I you. appreciate yeah, awesome. us having our little casually baked smoke break um, before our breath work. Yeah. All right.
1: Today's gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So excited awesome. to have you. Yeah. yeah,
0: totally. So tell us real quick where to find you on social media and we're gonna bounce.
2: Um at Fertile Soil, F-E-R-T-I-L-E S O I L dot co <laughs> on Instagram. And we have very honestly just recently entered the land of social media. Like within a couple weeks. So. Yeah, because
0: y'all have been doing these underground parties yeah. in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, we,
2: we really like
1: word of mouth stuff. Like, I uh, do too. Feels good because, well, it's, it's authentic. like completely, and I don't want yeah.
2: there's quality speaking control. Of, Sorry. Of, Sorry, there's also quality this is, control.
0: This yes, totally. <laughs> this is my grassroots marketing piece. So I'm oh, gonna I love send that. y'all home with some I of love you these. That. Yes. yes, please. Oh yes,
2: we will definitely take that. We will have them at our TBD event.
0: Yeah, And totally. to um, you can drop them off at your favorite watering hole in Brooklyn, so that oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The gem pop gets a little taste. Yes, absolutely. Big time. Next time you're feeling off balance, stressed or anxious, I hope you feel empowered to lean on cannabis and your own breath to get you back to center. And I hope you're inspired to ask a friend or loved one to breathe with you next time you spark up. (laughs) And if they look at you like you've got shit on your face. Share this episode of the podcast with them. Are you curious to learn more about Catherine, Mike, and their cannabis-infused events? Be sure to visit FertileSoil.co. I'll share more information about Catherine and Mike, the Wim Hof Method, and cannabis-infused meditation in the podcast show notes at CasuallyBaked.com. You got your place.
1: Fixed up nice with all those little colored lights. You got
0: those And thank you for sharing your can of curious questions and personal stories with me. It means so much. I love receiving your messages and watching our highly responsible community grow. Feel free to connect with me anytime through the website or on social. I'm at Casually banks if you feel inspired to help other canna-curious types find this podcast, please rate and review the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. They got the magic sauce, so you know what to do. Puff, puff, pass it on. Together. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta, La Osa is in the house capturing and editing the video version of the podcast available on YouTube and channel 203 on Cannabis Club TV. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're finding your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out.